episode 27. Get out of here, Satan. Shout out Jamal Murray, number 27. Shout out Big Poppy. <laughs> Big Papa. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we were just thinking about some some busy little number 27s, and that's what came up on Google. So what a way to start the episode. Had to shout them boys out. Shout out. Shout out Jesus Christ, most importantly. Gave them the power to be such great athletes. So tonight, let's uh, start off with a little moment of prayer. Get our heads right. Get our hearts in the right place. Dear God, we just come before you tonight, God. So grateful to be in your presence, God, and so grateful for your Holy Spirit, Lord. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave, Lord Jesus, Lord, that now lives within us, Lord, inside of us and around us, God. Lord, I pray that that power right now, Lord Jesus, would just flow through this microphone, Lord Jesus, and you would just touch the hearts of those listening, God. Lord, I pray you would just prepare me and Chris's heart to give a message of encouragement, a message of love and praise to you, God, Lord. I just pray that we would just honor you in this time, God. Just glorify your name, God, and that the hearts of those listening would be touched tonight, God. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. All right. So this past probably a couple of weeks, or probably about a week, been reading Psalms, and I just have been loving the, the encouragement that has been bringing. You know, it's really just been kind of, it's really just been showing the power that God is and the comfort he is, the the redeemer that he is, the the way he just truly transforms our life and renews us every single day. And it was cool, too, because if you listen last week, you know, my, my mom had a real deep encounter with Jesus through the book of Psalms. And after hearing her experience with it, I definitely wanted to dive in it and, and see what she was really talking about, you know, and um, I completely understand and I'm probably only 30 chapters in there's like 100 something of them so i just can't wait to see what god reveals to me you know just um through this book and um even just throughout the week every every day that i read a new psalm i've just been sending chris little stuff that's been sticking out to me and i just love the way that it's like kind of like molding my heart and it's kind of shifting my mind to think like you know because sometimes we we kind of overlook truly how powerful God is in our day-to-day life you know but then when you open up a book like Psalms and it literally like highlights the power that he he displayed in in the times of the Old Testament you know it's like you can't deny it you know And and it's something we'll never understand but through this book I've been able to get just a deeper understanding of it. I, I'm loving it. So one we wanted to highlight on was Psalms 18, because just from what I've read, this one has been like super powerful. So um, should I read it? Should I just read the whole thing? Oh, that's a long. Yeah. That's pretty long, but listen up. This is God's word. Read it in a way that's like interesting, though. So don't zone out. All right. I'm gonna read it, so don't zone out, or else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for the wrath. Ah. All right, so Psalms 18 it starts off, it says, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. 
the earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his cover and his canopy around him. The dark rains, clouds of the sky, out of the brightness of his present clouds advanced. With hailstones and bolts of lightning, the Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy with great bolts of lightning. He routed them. So that's just like not even half of it. And right there you can just see like a lot that literally displays like the power that God is. And, and I love how, you know, it started off just saying, I love you, Lord, my strength, you know, because how many times do we just stop and tell God we love him in a, on a daily basis? You know, and that's something I've been trying to incorporate into my prayers, you know, because he is our creator and he is this great power. But at the end of the day, he's our he's our father, you know, he's our father in heaven. So it's like you're going to tell your parent you love them, you know, out of respect and out of that genuine place in your heart. So it's like on a daily basis, I need to be really like if I really love someone, I'm going to tell them that every day. Right. So it's like if I really love God, I'm going to do my best to tell him that and also show him that. And then it goes straight into, you know, he's my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. So the rock, he's that firm foundation that when the craziness of the world comes, he's the rock that doesn't move. You know, they use the example of like in a, in a storm, a lot of times, you know, the house that's built on rock is going to be good. It's going to stay where it is. It's not going to be shaken. But the house that's built on a weaker material, you know, like some sand, when the storm comes and the rain hits, that house is going to be blown away. It's going to fall apart. So we're called to have a, a firm foundation where God is the is the rock. You know, he's the he's the the root. We have to be rooted in his love to be able to stand the the treacherous times of the storm the crazy seasons of life you know so when things get tough like we have to truly understand god is our rock he's going to be the one that not only gets us through it but delivers us from the troubles that we're facing you know he's our fortress that he's he's that safe place you know when you were a little kid and you know maybe you uh having a sleepover with some of your friends you might be scared at night, but you build a little fort in the living room, you know what I'm saying? And then y'all are just in there chilling and everything feels safe. You feel protected. You feel surrounded. And that's the same feeling we get when we are truly rooted in God and his love. You know, it's like at all times, no matter how crazy things look, I'm now safe because I have the almighty, powerful God watching over me and protecting me. He's guiding my steps. And, and then most importantly, he's going to deliver he's gonna deliver me he's a deliverer you know he has delivered me from so many things in my life and continues to do so you know and it's it's something that I can never do for myself you know a lot of the things that he's taken out of my life you know whether that's through addiction or, or through relationships or through you know um jobs uh friends whatever the case may be you know there are some things I couldn't get out of on my own but the power of God has now delivered me from it and in the moment you know, we might take pride in us getting out of a bad situation and think that we did it ourselves. But there's truly going to be times where we can't get ourselves out of things. And, and in time, we'll realize like, wow, God really delivered me from that. And that's just so cool to me to kind of look back on my life and realize like, wow, he really has delivered me. And then not only delivered me, he redeemed me. You know, he made me new. He renewed my mind and my heart to where 
those things that I was stuck in before, they don't bring me satisfaction. You know, they don't they don't bring me any good feeling. The only thing that makes me truly feel good and at peace, feel safe, like I'm in the fortress is him. So just literally that's two verses, two verses that I just spoke on. And those right there have just brought me so much comfort through this week. And it, it just gets so much deeper and deeper. So I just really encourage y'all to, you know, open up the Bible. And if you're feeling a little shaky, if you're not feeling like God is right there with you, you know, open up Psalms and you'll see countless stories of, of different people who have felt the protection and the provision of God. But it only came when they leaned on him, you know, because then it's also there's there's other Psalms where people might be like, God, where are you? Have you left me? Like, where you at? I don't feel you. You know, did I do too much wrong? Am I am I too far gone? But then at the end of the psalm, every single time they'll be like, but then I remember who you are, you know? And our God is exactly what it says in the beginning of this. He's the rock, the fortress, and the deliverer. So it's like in those times when we feel distant or we don't feel any connection to him, we got to trust his timing and his will that in his way he's going to deliver us you know in his way he's going to protect us and he's going to he's going to be there with us through it all it just might not look how we want it to you know and that's something we struggle with because we want this picture perfect cookie cutter life but sometimes you know god's will looks a little crazy to us but it's perfect to him and that's what we got to trust because he's a just god he only does right his eyes only see right or wrong and what he does for us is is always right so we just gotta really lean in and um yeah, man, I just I'm I'm so grateful for Psalms and, and the growth I've seen in my relationship with God just in this one week of really diving into his word. Yes, sir. Uh <clears throat> I haven't been as deep in the Psalms this week as Wally has been. I did I have read some of the Psalms and Wally's been sending me them throughout the week. And uh I could say it's like the best part about the Psalms that I've read thus far is that they're so relatable. It's really like, cause your mom planted that seed in my mind for like when I read it, like as far as like, it's just real people having conversations with God. Right. And I think the biggest thing too, about, about that is like the Bible is God's word. And, um, so everything that is in the Bible, right. Is, is divinely inspired to be in there for a purpose. God wanted it in the Holy book. And the good evidence of that for me that I heard this past couple weeks was that, that, uh, actually that, so it's just a little side thing, but like Paul wrote four letters to the Corinthians and only two made it in the Bible. And so it's like, if it really was man-made, right, all four would have gone in. Cause why would you put two and not four in? But it's really because God had his hand in what actually went in the Bible and what didn't. So we ended up only with two, two of the letters of the Corinthians, right? In which I'm like, and there's a lot of other letters, and there's like, I think there's like 15 uh, Gospels, actually. Not 15. I made that number up completely, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. It's like eight. Well, there's four Gospels that are in the Bible, but there was like, yeah, like uh, one of them was Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Nicodemus wrote a Gospel, dude. You can actually read it. It's online, yeah. But it never went into the Bible because that wasn't, there must have been something in it that wasn't, that God did not want us to have, right? Like that God... So it never went into the Bible, right? And um, so it's like I know this, right, that God put these psalms in there for a reason. When you read them, it really is relatable to the human struggle. Um, and it's really for, like, basically any, I think, any human walk. And it's cool because it's like how this the psalms are like, look up how old they are. But they're, you know what I mean? They're 
Old Testament, so they got to be more than 2,000 years at least. Uh, David, they were with King David, a lot of them. And I think they're actually from a bunch of different times. Like, they all kind of came together as, you know, from different times that they were written. But it's cool to see that. So about 3,000 years old. And it's so it's like the world has not changed in the slightest in that regard as far as our human pains. Because if like when I open up Psalms and read it, I can relate exactly to what these people are going through. Um, It's like a lot of times it's like when I talk to Wally, which is his fire. When I talk to Wally about I talked about this last night to somebody. When I talk to Wally about how I'm feeling or something like that. I'm going to be like, I'm super angry about this, or I'm super tired because I've been working super hard, or, and it's just some real, like, sometimes we get deep, you know what I mean? Like, like last week, right after the podcast, we was getting deep with each other, but, like, most of the time, right, it's just, like, the struggle is, like, real, you know what I'm saying? It's just there. We're chopping it up. We're just trying to, like, you know what I mean? Keep it light. Smoke a black and mild. Um, but it's, like, when I get on my knees with God, and I just break down, it's, like, so... I get realer with God than I do with any person. And that's so beautiful. And it's like, I don't, I'm so grateful to have that, that I can really just have a person to talk to. Like, cause God is a, a person, right? Like, and I, I can have that person to get on my knees and, and, and just be so open and honest with them. And the fact that he's not, is I don't say it because it's like I don't tell God like about my deep struggle because I think something's gonna he's gonna like take it from me. I don't pray that he takes it from me. I just being able to tell him and then know that God loves me and cares about it and then just it fills my spirit really, you know. I looked up one verse because it's like one of my favorites in uh I didn't even know it was Romans eight. So I looked it up but it is it's Romans eight and it's uh it's uh, Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And that's such a good word to use, groanings, right? Groanings too deep for words. And so it's the person, the Holy Spirit that lives in me, prays for me. So it's like God is literally praying for me, right? Which can get super deep into the, the Trinity right there is that, God is talking to God for me, right? Because that's one God, three different persons, and the person of the Holy Spirit will say prayers for me that I couldn't even say for myself. And sometimes you get that, you know, when you're in, like, deep, deep prayer and you're just saying things that you're not even saying. It's really just the Holy Spirit taking over. And, like, because the Holy Spirit knows all my, everything going on in my brain and in, in my body and, you know, in my heart, where my heart is at and all this stuff. And it's just... It goes further than what I could get, I think, in a conversation with another finite person. And you see that a lot in the Psalms where it's like so relatable. There's something so nice about reading something and just being like, that is exactly how I felt before. Right. And it's written down here in this scripture and then just getting to really feel that closeness and that connection. Um, And there's so many different Psalms. You know the the it's Old Testament, so there's a bit there's some difference there's differences, right? And I I read this C.S. Lewis book about the Psalms, and it, it kind of breaks down the differences of what we see like today versus then. It's like when they talk about Sheol, that's the afterlife, and 
there's no heaven in the Psalms. So when they talk about death, they literally mean like the end of everything. Like they don't, there's no, God did not reveal to people then that there was this infinite afterlife, right? Like, so when they, they, the, the theological theory is that they, they really believe that once they died, that was it. Cause there had been no salvation through Christ and all this stuff that had been revealed to them. So when they talk about death, it's really just like in their minds, right? That's like the end, right? And it's so cool, right? Especially because you see New Testament, right? Jesus talks a lot about the things that are of death, right? Like sin being of death, right? And I talked about like two weeks ago and right here, what Wally just read, the cords of death encompassed me, the torrents of destruction assailed me, the cords of shield entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. And so it's talking about these traps and then how they just... They like you feel stuck. You know what I mean? Like sometimes like there's like evil in my life and I feel like it's got a hold of me and I can't get away from it. And that one little thing right there is literally somebody from 3000 years ago who's in the same position. Right. Where he's like death has literally got this grip on me. That's you feel like you can't be freed from. And how cool is it today? We got Jesus Christ. who We know like has freed us from. Right. That's like that's my hope now. It's like that's my freedom is that. I know that God has freed me from all that stuff. Uh, I'm not entangled by it anymore. I'm not stuck with it. Uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of like, and just this one, right? Which is, I'll tell you this little thing. It's like Wally will send me things. And I know now that it's like, God reveals different things to us at different times. Because I read Psalm 18. It is super good. I loved it. But I knew like, that it, it, I know God was touching Wally's heart with it, cause I, I mean, I read it, and I did really enjoy it. It's a, it's a great psalm. There, there are a lot of psalms that are super good, but it's cool, cause it's like I know that there was stuff in here that Wally was really just like God was speaking directly to Wally's soul when he was reading it, cause he was so enthused about it when he sent it to me, which is just neat as far as like how we talk about personal relationships. I think sometimes that gets people like you know, thrown off sometimes, but it's like, God's going to reveal different things just at different times. We're going to be in different seasons at different times, you know, and like, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of fire stuff. There you go. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's got to be the Holy Spirit flowing. Cause bro, I literally, I'm glad you brought that Romans eight twenty six verse. Cause I had experienced that on Tuesday morning this week, you know, um, I woke up and I just felt kind of out of it, you know, and I always try to start my morning like I'm very routine, right? So I try to start my morning. I wake up and I, I get a nice prayer in before I go to the gym or whatever. And on um, Tuesday, I was playing golf, so I wasn't going to the gym. So, like, I was kind of late and I needed to get to the course and they were calling me and they were like, you know, I, I was trying to get out of the house, but I knew I needed to pray. And so I got down on my knees and I was like, look, God, you're more important than getting to the golf course on time or pleasing other people you know because a lot of times I'll do that even if I'm late to work you know I'm like oh god I'm sorry I gotta get to work I can't disappoint my client like you know that's my money I'm playing with but then I think like but I'm gonna disappoint god that's my salvation I'm playing with you know what I mean and so on Tuesday morning I tried to get down and pray and kind of whatever was in my head and in my heart I was trying to pray but I just it wasn't flowing right you know like a lot of mornings I'll have these deep times with god like this true devoted time to him <laughs> And it feels so good. It's like true encouragement. But then that morning, I just couldn't get that. I couldn't get that 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 depth in prayer that I had, you know, days before. And so I'm riding to the golf course, and usually, you know, I'll turn on something just goofy, like a little podcast or something like the Theo Vaughn one I've been listening to a lot. 
but I just didn't feel right. I felt like I needed to still be with God on the way to the, the golf course. And so I'm listening to like worship music and I'm, I'm trying to still pray, but still just can't really get words up. And I remembered that verse and I was like, dang dog, like I don't even need to say anything. Like God knows exactly where my heart is at, and where my head's at. And just because I don't have words to bring to him, like he still knows, like he's here with me and the Holy Spirit is going to speak on my behalf. Like the Holy Spirit is within me and around me. So the Holy Spirit knows what's going on. And so I just felt so much like comfort in that moment that like, dang, like, you know, I don't have to be anything. I don't have to set a, a bar and expectation on myself to, to connect with God. Like God has connected me to him forever through the Holy Spirit. And that came, that Holy Spirit came when I accepted Jesus and devoted my life to him, you know, and it was just such a, such a really just like a, a peaceful moment where I was like, yo, like, this doesn't have to be a bad day because I didn't feel connected with God. Like I'm connected with God through the power of the Holy Spirit, something that's so much greater than me. Like this is, this Holy Spirit has made a connection with God that I can't recreate. And so I don't need to, you know, I just can just say, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for this day. And you know what? The Holy Spirit knows what's in my head and my heart. And I fully trust that he's going to convey what I'm feeling right to you. And you're going to be like, I got you, my son. Like, I know what you're feeling. It's okay. Like, let's just let's just have a great day. Walk in that light now, that light, that peace that I've brought to you. Then bring that to the people that you're about to come across. You know what I'm saying? So then it's like, it's my job to then walk in that way in that way of obedience to be like you know loving and comforting to those i come across that day because that's what god had did for me you know and um just to get back in the psalms because it's, it's so good like we could literally talk for hours about this one one chapter you know what i mean um just a couple of things i highlighted it was like he drew me out of deep waters you know like before i knew jesus like i was in some deep waters to the that's a uh, verse 16 psalms 18 verse 16 and um yeah like before i had a relationship with jesus like i was in deep waters because i was leaning only on myself you know i didn't think i needed god until i knew i needed god you know what i mean and that's a real humbling moment right there where it's like all right god i'm about to drown you know what i mean like i'm drowning right here and i really need you and in the moment it's not like he just kind of like like he did, but not in my eyes, you know, he didn't just pull me right out the water. You know, he kind of gave me little things to grab onto to kind of help pull me up. And I, it was up to me to grab onto those things. And thank you, God, for allowing me to do that because I did. I started to grab on and then now I can look back on those times in the deep water and say, you know, that wasn't anything that I did. That was purely divine intervention. That was purely just God just throwing out little little branches and little flotation devices for me to grab to get up out of this water until I, he got me onto his boat and now we're just we're, we're cruising you know what i'm saying and then it's like who um it, the next part is seven, 17 it's talking about like the enemy you know like whether that's the devil or maybe you got people in your life who are kind of praying on your downfall like looking down on you you know like there's gonna be the devil is like working a lot harder than I am a lot of days, you know? There's a lot of days where, like, the devil wants to pull me down a lot more than I want to grab on to, to Jesus, you know what I mean? And so it just shows, like, it says, like, those who are too strong for me. Like, there's going to be things in my life that are too strong for me to handle, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be greater than, than my, my own ability can take. But it's like, I don't have to take it on alone now. I have this this comforter, this deliverer, this rock, you know, that's going to pull me out that deep water. And then it's like, um, in 35, it says, your help has made me great. 
you know so it's like today because of the the assistance from god like i can look at myself and be like dang like you you are not your past you know you're not the mistakes you're not still in that deep water you know you're not on the sand you have this firm foundation you have this holy spirit in you that that delivers you and that carries you and and that is protecting you that that fights off the enemies that are too strong for you to handle and like in god's eyes that's that's what righteousness is, is about you know and it's like i couldn't be that before it was only because of the the way god stepped in and he pulled me out of the darkness to then bring me light you know and it's like just in these little few verses man it's like bro it's like you can't help but feel his love you know in 50 it goes on to say he shows his unfailing love to his anointed you know and in god's eyes we are all anointed we just have to step into the anointing that he's placed on our life you know it's like a, a calling it's a blessing it's a it's a, it's your purpose you know he's he's put us on this earth for a purpose and he's gonna show his unfailing love once we truly do our best to step into that purpose you know and it's not about being the best or it's not about out serving the other follower it's not about you know doing better than than the next person or anything like that or even doing better than yourself you know it's, it's really about just simply accepting that that god has this calling on my life and how can i you know be of service today how can i be loving today how can i exemplify these these characteristics that he shows me in psalms you know and through that you know i've been trying my best to just be a better a better friend a better believer a better you know even barber you know what i'm saying like like my career my my profession my uh my relationship you know like w with my wife now you know what i mean like it's it's like it's so important to to not just hear about this and be like oh that's so sweet like god's so cool it's really important to then take these characteristics and then live it out because it's like my boy Vinny told me today bro it's like when people are lacking in faith like and you show up faithfully like they're gonna see those characteristics of god and it's gonna make them want to you know lean on him harder because it's like sometimes people may feel that their prayers aren't being answered but when you're walking as if all your prayers are being answered, when you're walking in the confidence and boldness of Jesus Christ, like that's going to that's going to help them. It's going to encourage them and give them hope that like, OK, look, right now I may not feel like my prayers are being answered or like God hears me. But I know for a fact that he he is like, you know, what I'm saying like for Chris example, like if I'm super down bad, but Chris is like full of this joy and this peace and he I know he's constantly praying I'm going to be like, dang, obviously, like, he's better off because of his faithfulness. So maybe I need to figure out where my faith is, you know. And a cool thing, too, I listened to today. It was in um <clears throat> one of Francis Chan's episodes. It was, uh, hold on, let me pull up which one it was because it was super fire. Oh, it was Falling Madly in Love with God by Francis Chan. And it was like, we, we're called to love God, but we're also called to know, like, how much God loves us. Like, how much God loves me, how much he loves you, how much he loves Chris and everyone in your family and your friends and the people that you encounter on a daily basis. Because it's like a lot of days I feel like I beat myself up so much and I'm like, there's no way God could love me, dude. You know what I mean? Like, look how messed up I am. Even though I'm trying, like, to walk faithfully as, like, a man of God, like, I'm still so screwed up, bro. Like, my brain is so crazy. My actions are so crazy. Sometimes my words are crazy and just the way I move feels crazy you know what i mean 
but then just from hearing that it was like dang how much do i really think about how much god loves me like i'm trying to prove to him so much how i'm how much i love him when in reality it's like i forget like he so loved me and you that he gave his only son to die on the cross so that we could all receive eternal life you know what i'm saying and that like that's such a special thing because it's like every person knows that verse that john three sixteen. you ask anybody name a bible verse i guarantee you seven out of ten i'm gonna say john three sixteen, right yeah that's like what people are gonna go to because it's it's famous you know what i mean but then it's like are you applying that to your life are you truly walking in that love like because my boy carlos sent me a, a he he sent he's fire bro carlos be snapping he sends me a prayer like he texts me his prayer from the morning every single morning and the other day he said help me to walk in the aroma of your love help me to bring that aroma into every room and i'm thinking i'm like damn bro like that's crazy like you know when someone walk in the room and they got that fire cologne you can smell them it's like oh i need to get some better cologne you know what i'm saying that versace <laughs> that dylan blue <laughs> it's like damn when i walk in the room are people noticing you know that i've got the holy spirit in me or am i so worried about the judgment or my image that i'm like an undercover christian you know what i'm saying am i like clearly exemplifying the love or am i kind of like in the shadows praising god but then in the in the light like ah ah you know what i mean so it's just been it's been a lot of really eye-opening experiences this weekend i really just am so grateful you know for the answered prayers because just a lot of my prayers this week haven't been super wordy a lot of them haven't been like that long it's just been a lot of them just lord just advance your will advance your will in my life advance your will in chris's life you know and in my friends and family and loved ones and even those i don't really like i may be resentful towards them but i just pray you would advance your will in their life and sure enough by staying devoted to his word you know making sure i get time in, in the psalms like i've been seeing like his will is is gonna be done whether i like it or not and and most of the time you know it's pretty awesome yeah <clears throat> i just want to say like so f those are some fire points i definitely want to talk touch on some prayer and then also just at the very end of uh what you read it says he sent me from from on high he took me he drew me out of many waters the very last verse so verse 19 so that's 16 verse 19 psalm 18 he brought me out into a broad place he rescued me because he delighted in me. And um, you were just talking about God's love for me, right? I'm always focused on, you know, God's, how much I love God. And to be honest with you, I think it's, it is easier for me to focus on my love for God than really coming to this understanding of God's love for me or really believing that it's true that God really does does love me. And it's, I looked up the word delighted, and it says feeling or showing great pleasure. That's crazy to think that God, so God rescued me because he was feeling and showing great pleasure in me. That God literally is pleased in me. It's one of my favorite things about, one of the qualities of God is he's a jealous God. And that, I don't know why, but that just gives me like, it, it's just crazy to me that, when I focus my attention on things other than God, and that's where I'm putting my mind, my my time, that's that's what I'm sacrificing my time for, is things other than God. 
is that he's jealous about it because he loves like because he loves me so much that he's saddened that I'm not with him. I mean, everyone, hopefully everyone's either had, like, a man or a, a girl in their life, right, where it's, like, you know, like, you're really in love, and so it's, like, when you're not with them or, like, they're doing something other than which, you know what I'm saying, you want them to do or something like that, and you're kind of jealous because it's, like, I don't know if jealous. Yeah, I'd probably be jealous, right? Like, you want them spending time with you. It's, like, God feels that way about you whenever you're spending your time doing something other than being with him. He's he's jealous that your mind isn't isn't pointed towards him. It just shows how much he really does love us, that he really wants us. As far as even, why do you think he sent Jesus? Why do you think he put Jesus through all of that stuff? Is because if he didn't do that, he wouldn't have been able to be with us. We would have gone to hell and we would have been separated from him. It's They say it's an eternity, eternity separation. Like the level of separation that you have from God when you're in hell is eternity. You you can't get that here on earth. Like people say, I'm... I'm on hell on earth. It's like you can still be around somebody who who's close to God. So therefore, you're not an eternal, like an eternity away from him. You know, it's it's zero God at that point. And uh, so he sends his son because he's he does. He wanted to make there be some opportunity for us to be with him for forever because he he loves us. It was he didn't do that. I mean, yeah, he did it for us. That's a win for us, right? I get to be in heaven with him. But it wasn't just for us. It was also for him because that's how much he loved us, that he did want us to be with him, which is crazy. All this stuff that we go through here on earth, right, is all in this. I really believe it to be like God, as far as God's will is like he's doing it. Even if it means pain and suffering, he's doing it because he's he knows how we act. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds. And he's just trying to set up a way for us to come into his arms, to run into his direction. And he's doing that in any way that he can figure out, right? He's just trying his best to get it to where we run in his direction. And that even means, right, like he'll take somebody out of your life that you think is good for you or he'll crash your car that you love or he'll he'll take all the money out of your bank account. But it's because he knows everything and his goal isn't for you to have any of that stuff. God... In my opinion, God does not solely care about your happiness. Because if he did, you'd just be happy all the time. If that was his main goal for you, God really cares about your salvation, about you being with him, about you focusing with him, right? And then in turn, when you when you when I come to that point, then I get the joy of just being in the Holy Spirit. Then the end result will end up being joy. But I have to go through all this other stuff first. But I don't see that. No one ever sees that. You don't see the the reasons to all the pain, but it's. It's, I I really, God is all-knowing. He knows what he's doing. He really does. While he was talking about prayer, too, and it's crazy because I've been on the same boat this whole week, dude. This past two weeks, honestly, has just been a distance from God. And uh, this lady uh, yesterday, it was a busy day yesterday, last night. I talked to a lot of people. I didn't even think it was that... It's crazy. You remember some of the stuff later on that I didn't think was that important, but I sh- I was talking with her and she said, uh, I was telling her like, I was telling a few people, I was like, man, it's uh, it's crazy because I haven't felt close to God, like I haven't felt that presence. It's been real touch and go, like super touch and go, uh, and I just enjoy the moment when I do get it, and um, I honestly think it's because I haven't been sober minded, like the Bible says. 
but I told like I was just saying like I just know I just got to keep doing the best that I can do with it right just keep praying keep reading scripture keep doing what I've always been doing in the hope that you know this is all part of God's plan and this lady told me she was like it was brought up in two different ways of like usually he's the closest when you feel him the least and uh the one guy brought up the uh representation of like you know Jesus carrying you right whenever you can't do the walk right so it's like you're walking with Jesus side by side in the sand and then you look back and you say where's all those spots where it's just two feet and Jesus says like that's when I was carrying you have you heard that one before it's like one of my favorite yeah it's like one of my favorites I feel like that's what it's been right now because like I don't know I haven't fallen off the cliff and so it's like he's really just carrying me right now he's just carrying me and um so sober-minded like the reason I can't what is that? Um, so Wally just showed me this thing. What's it from? It's from a book, like a devotional Stay alert. Okay. It's from a devotional book called Stay Alert. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's tough. Say the verses. Oh, Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8. Read the whole thing. Just this, this what sober means. Because a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people will be like, oh, the word sober in this verse has nothing to do with alcohol or drunkenness. Here it means to have a clear mind, to be alert. To be vigilant means to be looking both outward and inward for something, to be ready. But ready for what? Shall I read the whole thing? Might as well. The adversary, our enemy, the devil. Sometimes we believe that this adversary is out sneaking around, hiding in the bushes or creeping in on us. But the imagery used here by the author of Hebrews is that of a roaring lion. We know he is coming. In fact, he is announcing himself. We hear him. The soberness and vigilance is not about looking for him to arrive, but about being prepared for his arrival. God works with us so we know not only so we so we not only know the roar of this lion, but also know what to do when he arrives. He has shown us that we are best prepared when we are sober and vigilant. That's tough. That's tough. I got I got another definition too. A lot of definitions. Um that's tough though. And so like it's I'm gonna go into like why my prayers aren't super deep and connected and then go even into it's a verse from Isaiah talking about how I'll go into that. So I looked up so sober mindedness according to Peter means living with a single minded focus. What is that focus? Being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It means this, sober-mindedness is living with eternity in view, which is tough, right? And so it's just, which, so both of those things, are, they're one and the same, really, is like, but as far as like that single-minded focus, I can say my prayers haven't been the way they are is, not, is because I'm focusing on things not of eternity, focusing on things that are dead. I'm focusing on my money, focusing on just get real. Like I'm focusing on I need to get a girl. I'm focusing on being, you know, super fit in the gym. And it's coming from a place of not trusting God and not having faith in his plan for me. I feel that I'm not where I should be right now. And instead of trusting in his plan for me, I'm taking my will back and trying to set things in motion quicker. And so it's like I get on my knees and all day I've been thinking about nothing about God, haven't been, you know, working on that eternity. 
And what's happening is, is then when I get down on my knees, I'm thinking about A, B, and C, and I'm having a hard time coming into that relationship, you know, really breaking in, you know what I mean? And it's because of what, I, like, how I'm, how I'm not living faithfully and not trusting in his plan. Um, and that's just, we keep it real on this podcast, you know, and it's super easy for us. I think we always, I could be a, I could be a teacher, you know what I mean? Like I just, and it's not even a place of ego. Like I just am genuinely like super, it's the way God made me. It's like, I just love learning about stuff of the Bible and all that stuff. I don't know why it's just super interesting to me. And so it's super easy to come on here and just be like, Da, 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 that's what we need to be doing this is what this means and all this stuff and it's like a place of ego but to be completely honest it's like I struggle deeply sometimes you know with living a being sober minded with living a, a life disciplined where it's just even when I want to do something other than God or I'm not trusting God I want to do something else like being disciplined and just focusing on that relationship and making that my priority making that number one so I can always have that connection so I can always be close with him uh, and it's all part of the greater plan. And I know that God, right, just like with Abraham, when God Abraham doesn't do what God tells him to do, God still is, he's faithful. He still ends up bringing about the covenant and everything still ends up working out, right? But I still put these roadblocks up for myself where it's like I need to be constantly, if I don't do that right, then it's just God's will being enacted in everyone's life around me. And um, so like my last thing is, just literally to that point, right? Um, so it says here, right? It says, this is Isaiah 59, 1 through 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear hev- heavy, that it cannot hear. So that's just saying that it's not that God can't hear you or anything like that. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, and he will not hear you. My thing I'm going to say about that is that's different today. Um, with Jesus Christ... Because of because of Jesus, right, our sins are washed away, and so it's like your face is never hidden from him. He's always able to be right there. It's the whole thing with the sacrifices and all this stuff. They had to do a bunch of stuff to get it. So when you read Psalms, actually, this is cool. I learned this through reading that C.S. Lewis book. But when, you, when they talk about, they would crave to see God because the only time that they could be in this presence of God and be with him, which truly they, they really could, was when they they would go into the temple. So the only time that they could go and be with God is, so they're craving this, like, because it's like only certain times that they can do that because if they went in, they're covered in sin, God would just crush them. There's literally stories in there about they would tie a rope around the ankle of the of the priest who would go in there because they would walk inside of it and they would just die, like, right there. And then you couldn't run in there and save them because that means you did something wrong with your sacrifices and they'd have to pull them out with a rope. That is a real thing in our scripture. Yeah. And so it, it was like Francis goes deep into that about like it's this terrifying experience. Like when we talk about fear of God, because he might just crush you right there because you 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 haven't repented for your sin, basically. Right. And we don't have that anymore because it's like we have the Holy. We are the temple. We're always with God. He's always right there. He's always listening. Right. He's he's washed us away from this. So it's like we don't have to have that. That being said, I can make this temple filthy, right? Like I can destroy this temple to where it's just murky water. And and then I can't, I can't have this deep connection because I'm not sober minded. I'm not, you know, focused on eternity. I'm focused on other things, right? But it comes from a place of 
what I'm like. Yeah, it's it's a really good thing. You should always be focused on Satan, right? Because if you're not, he will sneak his way in, right? Like he he's always waiting for that opportunity, right? He's a he's a person of opportunity. Um, and same thing with the world, right? Like when we listen to the like when you read the Psalms, right? They're talking about how they're super poor, they're broke, all of this stuff, right? And God's not in here throwing them chains and, and all this stuff, right? Like, it's because that's not what God's worried about, like I was saying before, right? Like, and so, but we listen to the world, and so that's why, right? Like, when I listen to the world, that's why I start chasing that other stuff, and I quit chasing God, right? But it's still, like, it comes down to the one thing that, the serenity prayer, right? The wisdom of the difference. If I'm constantly chasing after God, right, I got to trust that God's going to take care of Satan in the world for me. I got to do my part, though. I got to be reading that scripture. I got to be throughout the day saying prayers. I got to be, you know, just staying focused on, on Christ. I got to be discipling. I got to be caring about other people. I got to be not so focused on my own iniquities, but what about his iniquities? What can I do to help him? Right. And then when I, when I do live life like that, all my other stuff gets taken care of and it might not be in my time and it might not be the way that I want it to be, but he, he, he's never, when I do live like that, he's never failed me. There's never been evidence where I could look back and say, oh, like I was living real faithfully and he just crushed me, you know, and may have not been everything that I wanted, but it was always, I've, I've, dude, I've always had three meals a day. I've always had clothes to wear more. I've had more than enough always. Uh, went on really long i think actually did i yeah no you snap bro that um you got anything else just before yeah no you you're gonna go again you gonna close it up oh no yeah i was was that really did i like 20 minutes oh yeah my bad bro no no it was perfect bro god's will dog you snap bro that was that was fire um yeah also that that thing that i read or what chris read the you know from the stay alert thing from the devotional book i just want to shout out my boy rich real quick rich cuts on instagram one of the best barbers in tampa and i know he's listening that's why i want to shout him out and just seeing god's faithfulness in his life too is is super encouraging you know um he's been showing up at church every week he's been in his word obviously you know and it's cool to see you know like through our obedience, what God can do, you know what I mean? Just because me and Chris show up here on Friday and, and, you know, do our best to talk about God, we see other people's lives, you know, slowly but surely begin to change. And that's such a cool part about God kind of revealing the fruits of our labor. But um, just back on what Chris was talking about, I just wanted to touch on real quick, you know, there's days when I'm super insecure, right? I'm insecure about how much money I have and about my status in this world and how other people view me. Um, and in those days, I never feel like I'm enough, you know? But on those days when I'm truly devoted, when I'm truly locked in with God, like, bro, there, all that stuff is out the window. It, it can't even compare to hearing that God delights in me, you know? Like, in, in the messed up person I am, like, God delights in me, you know what I'm saying? And when I walk in that boldness and confidence, that's when you get to experience that little piece of heaven on earth, you know? Like, this, we don't have to live a, a life of, of just pain and misery, you know? God has given us a way out of it. 
And then once we get out of the pain and misery, it's our job, you know, to help lead others, to help guide others and just love them to, to find that, you know, that happy destiny that we have found, you know, and so it's just, it's so cool to see, you know, and even just how passionate Chris just got in that little 20 minute snappage, you know what I'm saying? Like, snappage. <laughs> that's some cool stuff, you know, it's cool to experience and just to get to, you know, even glorify God on this time in this podcast, you know, it's such a, a privilege, you know, that we don't deserve. And, um, I just feel so much reassurance when I open up his word. Cause you know, like I said, I get insecure and I, I think there's no way that this almighty powerful God could truly love me and could have truly called me to live the life I'm living. But then I have to remember what his word says. And without his word, there's, there's no reassurance, you know, cause I could pour my my heart out to him all day. But until I open up his word and hear what he has to say about me, I'm going to identify myself by things of this world. And all that's going to leave me is broken and miserable. It's going to leave me as a shell of a human where when I open his word and, and hear that I'm loved and that I'm called and I'm protected, that I'm anointed, that he delights in me, that I'm loved and, and chosen. That's when the, the, the light starts to shine. And that's when I start to feel that power of the Holy Spirit flowing in me because now I know it's there, you know. And so a lot of times if we're not in our word, if we're not being truly disciplined, we're not we're not going to feel as connected because we're not getting that reassurance that he brings to us through his word, you know. And these promises he speaks on, the the deliverance and the, the redemption, the, the protection, it's real. And I've experienced it. And it is truly nothing I've done. There's nothing I did to deserve it. And there's nothing I could ever do to deserve it, you know. But because he loved me so much and because he loves you so much he's going to keep doing what he does and so that should just be motivation you know to just jump into his word to to jump into a life truly devoted to christ because when you do it's like man it's undescribable there's no words to describe it you know you want to go you want to go again <laughs> hold for 20 minutes <laughs> oh no dude don't do me like that no just really quick because we always talk about faith and everything that I just said was about works. And uh, just that's why, like, I really wanted to stress the part of, like, my works are off because my faith is lacking. Is If you go into James, it's one of my favorite uh, things is, like, it talks about. You got your Bible, actually. Yeah. It's only, like, two pages. It's in the back somewhere. It's a really short book. If you get if you're getting new actually into scripture and you I learned this, like this old guy taught me this. There's a lot of different ways to read the Bible. He said one of the best ways is finding a really short book and you read it every single day for two weeks and they say that God will really reveal something like he'll reveal the whole book basically to you, the idea of the whole book to you in those two weeks. And so if you want to do that, James is really a short book and it's really fire. A good book to read. Um So it's talking about, so listening and doing, right? My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. This is my favorite thing. I actually say it to myself throughout the day. I talk nonstop. I never listen, and I, sometimes I get angry. <laughs> because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. And humbly accepted. And humbly accept the <laughs> word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the world and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the world but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror 
and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Right. And so one of the things that's in here, it says faith without works is dead. And I don't have time to really sit here and read through the whole thing. But what it basically says, because I can't find the exact spot in it. What it basically says is that if you truly have faith, that your works will show that. Right. And so my works have been lacking because my faith has been lacking. My issue that I've had these past two weeks isn't a isn't an issue of works. It's an issue of faith. But the evidence of that is in my works. And that's what I was trying to say is that because I'm not trusting in God's plan for me, because I don't, I'm not being faithful for God and, and what he's got planned out, and I feel like he's being too slow on things that I want right now and that I think I have a better plan, I think I can do better, I've taken my will back and I'm doing bad works, right? And I need to change my works because my faith should be in Christ and I truly know who God is and I know that I should be focused on eternity, right? And so that's just, I wanted to clarify that, that it's, it is 100% faith, but, and then that's when I suffer from not being able to feel the presence of God, which really is truly, that's my treasure, right? Like, that should be my treasure. Good. Anything else? One more knock. Last call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're going to go ahead and uh, just close out now. Um, yeah, just open up that book, man. Just get that, that reassurance, that safety, and just... um. Step into the fortress he provides for us, you know. So let's go ahead and pray. Just close this episode out. Legendary episode 27. <laughs> <laughs> Shout Bid out Bib Papa. Bib Papa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Pray for Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, we just, we're so grateful, God, for who you are. And, and, Lord, I just pray we would focus on that, Lord, who you are, not so much what you do, God, just the, the love that you are, the power that you are, the protector that you are, God, and the redemption that you bring us every single day, God. Lord, I pray that those listening, God, would truly call on you and they would truly know how loved they are by you, God. I pray in times of doubt or distress, God, they would lean on the fact that you delight in them, God, and that, Lord, your your anointing has been placed on their life, God, and that, that they, have, they, have, they have a... A purpose to be here God and that there's a lot of ways that this world is going to try to get us to run Lord but I just pray that those listening God would be rooted in you God and run to you God Lord knowing that you are eternity God that you are salvation God that you will give us a life beyond our greatest imagination God Lord Jesus and it's only through your son Jesus Christ Lord who washes us clean every single day God who has has shed his blood on that cross Lord to to save us to renew us and redeem us God Lord Jesus Lord I'm just praying the blood of Jesus over those listening God Lord I'm praying the advancement of your will over those listening God Lord and I pray that in this moment Lord they would know that they are protected Lord that they are chosen and that they are saved in your almighty name God Lord just surround us tonight protect us lord god and just just continue to to move in the way that you move and the only way that you know lord is to just love us god and to just surround us god so i pray that you would just continue to reveal yourself to those listening god and lord that you would just just be who you are god in your almighty name we pray amen